You're listening to the Restored Minds Podcast, episode number 66. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about the fear of harming yourself or harming someone else. Now, one of the things I want to be very clear of is that when we talk about the fear of harming yourself, this is very different than having like actual ideations and desires to hurt yourself or someone else. So um, just to make that very clear on this episode, um, but what I'm going to go into in this episode is how we separate those two and how we understand which is which. And then also um, a lot of the different behaviors that people engage in that reinforce these fears, as well as uh, you know the treatment process for someone who's struggling with this. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Matt Cotty. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and on this show, I share helpful strategies to help you overcome common mental health challenges. After years of working with others and navigating my own personal struggles, I know real transformation starts from within. And when people are able to heal as individuals, they bring that restoration into their families, friendships, and communities, which is why a restored mind is the beginning of a restored world. Welcome to the Restored Mind Show. All right. Hello and welcome back to another episode. So my name is Matt Cotty. And um, in this episode, what I want to talk about is the idea of a fear of hurting yourself or hurting someone else, right? And so this is a common fear typically in that um, kind of OCD spectrum, you know, we'll call it, you know, you kind of have these intrusive thoughts about what if I hurt myself or what if I hurt someone else, right? And and the thing that I want to point out about these specific fears, right, this is the, the thing that makes these fears and not like the difference between fears and impulses are this idea of these thoughts being ego dystonic, right? So I really want to separate that for a second. So the first thing I want to talk about is what's ego dystonic versus ego syntonic. And ego uh, syntonic thoughts, right, are thoughts that align with who you know you are and who you, well, things that you want, right? Um, they're aligned with, you know, what your ego, right? Um, and then dystonic, right, ego dystonic are thoughts that don't align with that. They're the opposite, right? And so when we talk about these fears of having thoughts about hurting yourself or hurting someone else, it's important to understand that these aren't like, hey, I want to hurt myself and, you know, feeling, you know, or, or like, and then having a response to that, right? And actually having desires to hurt yourself or hurt someone else. These are thoughts of like, I have this intrusive thought that, you know, what if I did this? What if I snapped and hurt myself? What if I snapped and hurt someone else? And the thought is so distressing because you, you know, you know, it's the opposite of what you really want. That's what makes, makes the thought ego dystonic, right? And so, um, the, when, when we're working with a fear like this, right, it's important to understand, right? So kind of, um, a couple components here, right? The first is, is that we need to understand the thoughts of ego dystonic and ego syntonic. So that's like the first thing that we want to look for if, if someone's dealing with that. Um, and the fact that someone's anxious about the thoughts is generally a good indicator that the thoughts are actually ego dystonic, right? Because people who really want to hurt other people, they aren't bothered by those thoughts, right? That's, it aligns with what they want, right? Which is, you know, if, if that's what, uh, you know, you're dealing with, or you're seeing someone who's experiencing that, and that it's a, you know, it's, it's a, an alarm, like a big red flag. Right. And I've, you know, had a situation like that where, you know, I was asking the person, you know, they're coming to me and talking to me and they're asking me like, Hey, you know, um, I'm having these thoughts and I, and, and I just kept asking like, okay, you know, like really trying to understand what's going on. And the thoughts had no bother to the person. They're like, no, I want to do this. You know, and so that 
just to separate that for yourself, really that response of anxiety to the thoughts is a good indicator that those thoughts are probably egotistonic. So then once we understand that that's what we're actually dealing with, then we begin to understand about the idea of diffusing from the thoughts themselves. Because one of the big things that causes people to... Um, you know, really get stressed out about thoughts is thinking that the thoughts that they have are them, right? They're, that voice in their head is like, it's them producing the thoughts, which is why it's so alarming. But realizing that a lot of thoughts that we have, you know, I mean, we have tens of thousands of thoughts a day. They just, they happen, right? They're just random occurrences in some instance, in most instances. And, um, when we understand that we begin to understand that we're the observer of our thoughts, right? And we can respond to the thoughts, you know, we have conscious decision of how we respond to our thoughts, not necessarily the thoughts that we experience. So once we begin to shift our focus as to, we're not trying to control a thought or even our emotional reaction to the thought, but the the behavior that we're engaging in when that thought happens, right? And that's where we want to shift our, our focus, right? To controlling the behaviors, right? Always coming back to that. And so if you're doing a bunch of mental, right? So that's, that's step two, right? So first is, um, you know, the separation of between ego dystonic and ego syntonic, and then beginning to diffuse from that voice of the mind and shifting our focus to, you know, behaviors, right? You know, like what are the behaviors we're doing um, that are perpetuating this, right? Because what will happen with these thoughts is people will get locked into a cycle, right? So they'll have these harmful, intrusive thoughts pop in, and then they'll engage in certain behaviors. Now, these behaviors can be things like avoiding sharp objects, right? Because if you if you have uh, intrusive thoughts about like, you know, knives and things, then you'll generally avoid knives. Or if you, you know, if they're revolve around driving, you know, oftentimes a person will avoid driving. So anything we're avoiding is going to be something that's going to reinforce this, right? And then also, um, there's also mental behaviors that people engage in. These things can be things like trying to push the thoughts out of our head, trying to replace them with good thoughts, silently pray, um, as well as you know, counting, um, distracting yourself, analyzing like, okay, like going through your whole past to see if you ever did anything like that, you know, or like, I mean, there's so many things, um, you know, people can engage in and, and that's why really understanding those behaviors is, is critical to your success. Um, as far as, you know, overcoming this particular fear, because what we have to do is we have to start systematically eliminating those, um, those behaviors through exposure and response prevention. And then, um, once we begin to do the behavior treatment, right, then it becomes more about acceptance and um, commitment as well to, you know, learning to accept the presence of thoughts that you don't like. And um, and what that means is really allowing the thoughts to surface, right, not engaging the behaviors and committing to living towards your long-term values. And, um, and I know that's a very broad general overview, but I mean, I just want you to kind of understand the fear from a high level because these fears of intrusive thoughts, whether they're towards yourself of harmful thoughts, right? So you could have fears that you might hurt yourself or fears of hurting others. Um, the, the real big shifts for people when it comes to getting better from this is understanding the ego dystonic and ego syntonic part, learning to recognize when the thoughts happen, your external triggers, as well as what behaviors you engage in. And one of the things that where people, um, you know, really struggle with is really identifying all the different behaviors that you engage in. And so, um, you know, over at Restored Minds, we have uh, additional resources for you, um, you know, whether it's uh, 
behavior inventories as well as um, you know additional trainings on how to actually you know identify all the different behaviors you do um, further trainings on um, you know that voice in the mind and, and really breaking free from that so um, you know if, if this is something you struggle with we really encourage you to check those out um, we have some links down in the notes below and um, if you found this video helpful we'd always appreciate you sharing and liking and subscribing because you know again that helps us get this out to people that need it so um, thank you for taking the time to be with us today and I hope you guys have a great week I'll see you in the next episode Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found it helpful, chances are others will too. So if you would please do me a favor and show your support by subscribing and also sharing this with others via your social media, I would really appreciate it. Also, if you're looking for a higher level of support on your journey, I have some links to some free resources down in the notes. And we also host live digital workshops and trainings over at restoredminds.com. Lastly, if you have any questions, I'm here to assist. You can email me questions at support at restoredminds.com, and I might even use your question for a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to see you soon.